Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing? It's your guy, Larry, and you just tuned into Black Nurse Bible Cast. I'm so glad that you stopped by, listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, so hopefully you guys had a wonderful um resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday. Um and just had a wonderful time, you know, um, and and you know what? I am so grateful that a lot of the churches, they um, are doing the social distancing, but they are also um, doing the uh, live streaming. A lot of the the major, um, I would say the major Christian churches, uh, Greg Laurie, um, I saw his his um his uh live stream uh so pastor kurtick um also he's another wonderful uh pastor out there in uh, north carolina um in the north carolina area they also had uh, a live stream of their service uh td jakes had a had a easter production that was live on youtube and also later that evening he even had a communion that that people can partake in along with them on the live stream and they were all live streaming and and um you know in their own different separate areas in their homes and stuff as well as a lot of people you know in general you had uh matter of fact uh people like p diddy um i saw him he was doing a, a a fundraiser um online you know and he had a lot of different celebrities on there and stuff and a lot of people are doing a lot of different things you know in this time so i just i'm real thankful that people are, are it's, it's not stopping people from doing what they need to do and churches from gathering you know remember even though you're online and 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 watching our video and whatnot it doesn't mean that you're not connected okay we're connected we're connected spiritually and just seeing that you know how we're all kind of gathering together and praying together and just by you listening to um this podcast or this bible cast even though maybe some of you might it's pre-recorded but I mean, at least you're able to to get connected in a way we're talking, you know, as you're listening. So um, really, really think that that was awesome. This is like the first time it happened. But remember this, you know, God, it, you know, God can still can still do what he is called to do. You know, what I'm saying in our lives, what he's asked, what what he's doing. I'm sorry, not called to do, but what he's he's doing in our lives. OK, no matter what. And we also um, understand that, you know, we're, we're walking with the Lord and, and we're just getting more and more for the God for for with God. OK, anyway, um, I get into uh, Genesis 22 uh, verses one through uh, 19. And we're talking about speaking of God and back to the Bible, um, Abraham, the, the story of Abraham and and how, you know, uh, God was dealing with with Abraham. So understand this is a so wonderful story about how he tested, how he gets tested by the Lord. OK, um, this is awesome. OK, and understand you know god's going to test you test me you know with our faith um understand uh, getting a closer walk with the lord you know i mean just because when you have faith um you may believe in faith as far as the sacrifice that jesus christ has made just like we celebrated on resurrection sunday but understand this that that sometimes faith will cause you to get closer to the lord too and 
faith uh, sometimes these tests uh, requires us to to get closer okay so we're gonna kind of read this short little story about Abraham and 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 how awesome his obedience was to the Lord and and what what was the results you know what was the blessing that he got you know that he didn't see and that and as we read the story what do we get out of this story so when you read this when I read this story to you um think to yourself how what is it in your life um, that God has either tested you or or told you to sacrifice something and just so that you can either get closer to the Lord in your life or or whatever it is. So this is kind of a thing where, you know, um, it, it, it might be a challenge, you know. So anyway, just sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Black Nerds Biblecast. Hey, so we're going to get back into um, our scriptures. So hopefully everyone had a wonderful Resurrection Sunday. Um, Just an awesome Sunday. I think that, you know, again, no matter the situation or the circumstance in our world, um, we have to remember to that God is always in control. And, uh, you know. The Lord is taking us through, guys. I mean, you know, he's, it's, it's tough, you know, with the social distancing and being, I guess, self-quarantined or staying at home, you know, stay-at-home orders and stuff. But, you know, it's, it's more important to um, obey the authorities that are, you know, and, the, and the, health, the health authorities as well that is suggesting, you know, doing the self self uh stay at home orders uh so that we can you know so that we can stop the spread of this uh this virus that's going on in our world today so let's get into this um word uh, we're getting back into the book of genesis chapter 22 and um uh, we're going to get into this one called abraham's faith is tested so uh sometime later god tested abraham's faith abraham god called Yes, he replied, here I am. Verse two says, take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and two and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of his of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay there with the donkey, Abraham told the servants the boy and I will travel a little far farther we will worship there and then we will come back come right back so Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the knife oh I'm sorry carried the fire and the knife as the two of them walked on together Isaac turned to Abraham and said father Yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but 
Where is the seed for the burnt offering? Okay. God will provide a seed for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham's answered. And they both walked on together. When they were arrived at the place where God had told told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar and top on top of the wood. Abraham picked up a knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. Verse 11. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Verse 12, don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know. I'm so sorry. That was my alarm. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your, your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yerah, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by your own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond numbers like the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me So isn't this interesting? So let's talk a little bit about this. Um, we find throughout the Bible that God um, does these little tests to God's, I guess, servants to test their faith. And this was one of the greatest tests that is known throughout the Bible in the Old Testament. Uh, Abraham being tested, his faith being tested. And of course, we see the result of the test. Um, that basically he passed the test. Now, um, I want to kind of hone in on a little bit on this verse here on this chapter. Um, this is in Genesis chapter 22. And so we're, we're discovering here. He says, um, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. It begins and, and he calls call Abraham. God calls Abraham. Now, remember, some of you like myself to, you know, God calls you. And when God calls you, um, he gives us instructions. Remember this, you know, we're not called just to be saved. And once we get saved, I mean, nothing else happens after that. No, there are things that God 
wants us to do and be a part of. And and uh, that requires us to believe God and what he has us to do. But the other thing is, is that the, the, the testing of our faith also helps develop develop things in our lives. So a lot of times, you know, when God calls you to do something, he already knows because of God, because he's God, he already knows exactly um, what it is that he's called us to do. And he has already made provisions um, for the thing that he calls you. So he doesn't give you instructions without knowing or what I have in some kind of provision or sometimes he wants to see what what you're going to do. OK, remember, this is always this is always something that, you know, when God calls you to do something, always know that God knows the answer before we do. And so God, sometimes he puts us through these these situations and tests just so that we can develop more into the the man or woman we're supposed to be. And this is kind of the same way with Abraham right here. So, you know, he, he calls him and he replied, he, he responds to God and he tells him to take his son, his only son, Isaac, whom you love so much, you know. And it's funny because in verse two, when he says this to him, he says to him, you know, your only son, the one that you love so much. See, you know, first of all, you know, God kind of emphasizes this to him as already he he in and either he says this to him or we're actually the way we're reading this is actually emphasizing to us as as the reader to, to tell us that, yes, you know, this is like the most prized possession. OK, Sometimes, you know, and, and this is another thing that I'm getting from this. Sometimes as you're as you walk in, in faith with, with the Lord, the Lord will cause you or will call you to 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 actually um, sacrifice something that you truly love. And what I mean by that is it may not it, it may not be to the extreme like a son or a daughter, but it could be something that he, that is in your life. That is like taking more priority than God himself. Okay. A lot of times I, I even find that myself. Sometimes God will come cause me or call me to want to, for me to walk close to him. And sometimes there might be things in my life that God will say to me that I want you to give that up because that right there is causing a problem between us and you know it may not be as deep as you know how Abraham's call was where he was given uh, instructions and then you know because of that he became a great nation um it would it might have been just simply also in our lives sometimes God calls us to give up things in order to walk closer to him a lot of times we have idols you know that's right sometimes we have idols which means that there are things in our lives that are that we take more priority in it could be ourself you could be just you know yourself you know you you have more <clears throat> excuse me you have more um priority of yourself than you do anything else or of God you might be 
<clears throat> more into, you know, doing things like it might be something innocent, like um, you idolize, you know, your your job or your you sometimes your family. And the reason why I say that, because a lot of times you'll do more for your family than you do for God. Or sometimes you might do more for your job than you do for your family or your marriage or, or your children. Sometimes you might neglect certain things, you know what I mean? And so God, he's constantly trying to give us a sense of balance. So in this case, though, we see Abraham's faith being tested. And he says, I'm going to challenge you to give up your son. Okay. Now he doesn't tell him that. He says that he just gives him instructions to, to, um, to take him up and make a sacrifice. And the sacrifice is going to be your only son. So he says here, he said, let's continue on. He says, and go to the land of Moriah, go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Now, understand this now again we don't know how abraham's response was to this we don't know whether abraham was grieved or did he really truly have faith that you know god was going to going to uh replace his son with a true sacrifice did he know that he was being tested so understand god calls you to do something and the the thing that he causes you to do or called you to do might be something that you cannot you you it doesn't make sense or you can't believe that it's actually happening and believe it or not some of us will be challenged by god to either give up something or go and 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 there might be a command or he's asking us to do something in our lives that you're kind of wondering whether or not you heard God right or whether or not you truly understand what God is saying. If you're if you're if you're concerned or maybe you have these concerns, who knows? It doesn't tell us in the scriptures how how what got what abraham's response was was he sad was he full of faith to where he just did it um we don't kind of we we kind of don't get this inference but it just says in in uh verse three the next morning abraham got up early he saddled up his donkeys and took two of his servants with him along with his son isaac then he turned around he chopped wood for the fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place god had told him about on the third day he says of the journey abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance stay here with the donkey abraham told the servant the boy and i will travel a little farther now it says we will be there we we will worship there and then we will come right back so here's something that i want us to to pick up on two two things for sure one it took him about a three days journey according to what the bible says the bible says it took him a three um a three days journey basically on verse four it says on a third dirt third day of their of their journey excuse me abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance now imagine you imagine you being in this situation that abraham was in and you are walking you're not in a car or nothing but it took you three days journey now 
uh, and during this three time, three days, you know, I'm sure Abraham and his son Isaac were talking, communicating, you know, I mean, maybe he had time to think about this. Maybe he had time to pray and or what have you. We don't know. But know this, that sometimes God, when he calls you to do something, he may give you instruction and then it may take some days or maybe months or years even for this thing to to begin to occur in your life. In this case, it took three days for him to get to the place where he looked up and he saw the place in the distance. He in other words, the time of of the sacrifice had come. He didn't get any other instructions from the Lord to tell him, okay, look, you know, I don't want you to do this or what have you. He, there was no no time in those three days that God ever said anything else. The, the Bible doesn't say he said anything else. He just gave him instructions. Abraham did what he was told. He got the he got the donkey. He got the servants. He got the the wood for the sacrifice and his son. Which you know, according to what the Lord told him, the son was going to be his the sacrifice. So he basically had the sacrifice. So let's continue on here. Then he says, so Abraham placed the wood on the burnt offering. Now, wait, before I get into that, I'm sorry, I missed the second part. The second thing I wanted to say is when he told was what Abraham told his servants. Okay, Abraham told his servants, the boy and I will travel a little farther and then we will worship. This is we will worship there and then we will come right back. Now, if you notice here, Abraham, not only did he tell his servants that they're going to worship there, you know, he probably pointed out the place where they were going to worship, which includes a sacrifice. And then he says, we will come right back. You see what I'm saying? So if if he understood and I'm sure he did what God had called him to do with his son. That was to make his son a sacrifice and to kill his his only begotten son. Then he turns around and says, we will come right back. How can that possibly be if he's going to, if he understands that he's going to sacrifice his son? Now, some of you out there may have had God called you in your life to do something. And even though you don't see the evidence, but you're walking by faith and you're understanding at some point, God is going to provide. Now, Abraham may not have understood the full details as to what God was going to do. He, he just understood that God called him to sacrifice his son. And that's what he was going to do. He had three days of time to think about this. And at the same time, he turned around and told the servants that they going to come back. Him and his son going to come back. He had to have th- thought that some kind of way God is going to provide or God's going to change his mind or maybe God's going to do something miraculous, maybe rise, raise his son up from the dead. He's probably thinking of all kinds of different things, maybe. And again, that might be just me speculating, but understand this. He tells his servants, we will come back. We will come right back. Okay, so think, put a, a bookmark in your mind about that. So so Abraham placed the wood on the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. And understand this. This is a uh, a kind of a subtle little hint 
as to um, what Christ looked like when Christ was, you know, we just had Resurrection Sunday and we talked a little bit about how Christ um, had the cross on his back headed to be be the sacrifice or the sacrificial lamb. And if you notice here, he says here, he says, so Abraham placed the wood of for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders, basically, basically on his back while he carried why he himself carried the fire and the knife. Isn't that something? It's kind of symbolic as to what, you know, what later in the New Testament we find that Christ becomes the sacrificial lamb of God and he also is carrying the cross on his back. So let's continue on. He says, as the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham, he says, and says, Father, and he said, yes, my son. Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? So, so it's funny how the son, you know, and I don't know how, how long, how many years Isaac is along now. He might be seven. He might be 11. I don't know. He might be even maybe 13. Maybe he might be a teenager. We don't know. But he says, he asked him, he said, well, we had a fire in the wood, but where's the burnt offering? Now, Isaac has been around his father enough to see his father perform burnt offerings. So he already knows that normally there's an animal involved. There might be a ram, a, a goat, a bull, or even a lamb like they always do. Okay. Or a sheep. And in this case, this is the only time that Isaac doesn't see a, a animal involved. Now, the only answer that Abraham gives his son is God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. And so <clears throat> Abraham, you know, <coughs> excuse me, Abraham answered, excuse me, and they both walked together. Okay. So Abraham still continues on headlong as he, you know, is obedient to, to the Lord. So remember that a lot of times along the way, people going to come to eight, come to you. You might maybe say something. Sometimes this is a thing to where, you know, God called you to do something. And maybe a person, or maybe you might have told somebody that God's called you to do something and they, and they're on the outside of God and they're outside of the God's understanding of what God has called you. Maybe they're, they're questioning and, and questioning, well, you know, God called you to do something. How come, you know, you don't have this and you don't have that. And sometimes this might be in our own reasoning sometimes. So we got to also look at, you know, one, sometimes God has our reasons and, and, and we don't understand. We don't see everything. You notice he didn't see, Isaac didn't see the, the sacrificial, uh, uh, the sacrifice. He didn't see it. In other words, because he was a sacrifice, but God, but Abraham, he kept forward. He kept forward. He told him the answer. Then when they arrived at the place, where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and, and arranged the wood on it. Then, then this is where it changes. Then he tied his son, Isaac, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Now, I was wondering at this point, how long did it take to do this? To what was his son thinking? <laughs> I wonder, was he thinking that his, his dad lost his mind? Was there a fight? Was there, 
you know what what was going on isaac had never been tied up by his dad i'm sure they didn't they didn't play no 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 have no games or anything where he was tying up his son i mean what was really going on between this and was isaac that obedient to allow his father to tie him up i don't know it's just all these questions that i have sometimes when i read this but let's continue on and abraham turns around now after he done put isaac on top of the altar and had him tied up on and have him on top of the wood then abraham picks up the knife to kill his his son as a sacrifice now imagine this being a movie and you stand there and you watching this movie and it becomes the very moment you see the, the knife in the air and he and we're we're on the edge of our seat, maybe holding your breath, maybe your hand on your mouth like, oh, my God, what he's getting ready to do. He's actually getting ready to do this. This is one of those moments. Verse 11, at that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, saying, Abraham, Abraham. And then he said, yes, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Then verse 12 says, don't lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way. For now, I know that you are you truly fear God. You have not withheld uh, from me, even your son, your only son. Now, isn't that something right there? So the angel or the Lord himself basically was observing how to what distance he was going to do this. Now, here's a true test. And this is a true test in which Abraham had obviously had passed. But Abraham seemed like he was at this point was willing to do whatever he had to do in order to pass this test whether he knew it was a test or he was just being uh, obedient we don't uh, we don't really truly understand what abraham's mindset was because we don't understand what was in his mind he didn't have any questions the bible doesn't describe him of having any questions or having any doubt or even having some kind of dialogue with the lord after this he just simply obeyed okay according to this he just simply obeyed he walked in faith he he did exactly what god had called him to do and this is one of the things that we have to remember that God's servants, sometimes though they have made crazy mistakes and done things, I think that how the reason why God used men like Abraham is because he knew that Abraham would actually be obedient and, and do exactly what he asked him to do. Remember, this is not about being perfect, but this is about being obedient to the Lord. And then in this case, Abraham was was obedient to God, even if it meant killing his own son. But if you notice again, he says into his servants that we will come back. We will go first and worship and then we ourselves will come back. That simply means sometimes that maybe Abraham believed that at some point God's going to provide a sacrifice. So as we can as we read here. Not only did he, did the angel of the Lord stop him, but he also says how God, uh, he understands that now he didn't, he would not withhold his only son and that God would truly, truly understand that he truly feared God. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the, caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son.
So now, do you see how God um, provided for Abraham in the midst of his obedience? It's just pretty neat to, to see that when God called Abraham to do this, sacrifice his only son for him, not only did God did, did Abraham display the fact that he was he was obedient through faith and understanding that, you know, whatever he God called him to do, that he was going to do it. But we also understand that God that Abraham loved God. Abraham loved God to the point that he was willing to do whatever. That means he was willing to sacrifice whatever he had to sacrifice. Now, let's continue on just a little further here. And we're going to see after he provided the ram, he made the sacrifice. Okay. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yerah, which means the Lord will provide. He says to this day, people still use that name as a proverb. Let's skip down to 15. Then the angel of the Lord called a called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by your own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. Through your descendants, all nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. Okay, so isn't this a wonderful um, end to this story, of course. Now, understand this, though. This blessing that was blessed upon Abraham didn't come with didn't didn't come without provisions. The provisions of the blessing was the fact that he um obey God in other words the 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 command that he gave Abraham was to sacrifice his son and you notice that after on the other side of that test the blessing that God gave Abraham he told him because you have done this he says I'm going to certainly bless you I'm, I'm going to multiply your descendants and and beyond the number beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sands of the seashore your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all nations of the earth will be blessed isn't that amazing that through abraham through his obedience to god how other people will continue to be multiplied under him his descendants will be massive do you know that God can, because you're obedient to the Lord, you never know what the blessings are going to encounter. You never know how God, on the other side of your test, how he's going to really bless you. And this should be encouraging to a lot of us that are going through a trial or a test. Remember that. Remember when God um, tests us sometimes, we don't understand the other side of it. We don't understand when God calls us and, and calls us to obey him, what is going to happen on the other side of that. We don't under, we don't see how the test or walking by faith with God, how that's going to benefit us at the end. So how many of you right now? It can, can truly say that you've been tested by God or maybe God has asked you to give up something and sacrifice something that could be in the way, 
could be something to get you closer. I can only imagine that after this, God became even closer to the Lord. One of the beautiful things about this that that I pick up on, too, is that after after God had tested him and he was and Abraham was obedient and and caught and, and was going to sacrifice his son. The thing that I was wonderful about it is that I think that at this point, God, I mean, Abraham became closer to, to the Lord. He understood God even more. And not only that, but guess what? Isaac was also a recipient of this, because if you think about it, not only was God dealing with Abraham, but also in the midst of this, Isaac being the, the sacrifice, potentially, he was also affected <clears throat> because think about it. This is his son, and which means that the descendants not only will be going from Abraham to Isaac, from Isaac to his, to eventually his children when he have children as well. And they will continue to go on and on. If you notice here, the covenant or the promise or the blessing starts not only, he starts, it says that he swears by his own name, by my own name, he says. So <clears throat> it's amazing to see how God has has already on the other side of the sacrifice on the other side of the test he now he reveals that that I'm going to not only provide for you but I'm going to I'm going to bless you so understand that a, uh, a test can always mean that God is trying to bring you closer. Maybe he's trying to bless you. He's trying to bless us sometimes. So we have to remember that. <clears throat> I know there's a lot of times that a test doesn't always be easy because sometimes we're inquisitive. We want to know how is God going to make this happen? If God called you to do something or God has asked you to do something, Understand that God has already understood already before he even asked you what is going to be the results. He understands what you're going to behave, how your behavior is going to be like. He understands if you're going to be obedient and he understands too that if you're going to be obedient, then what his provisions are going to be in the midst of your obedience. It's so wonderful to have a relationship with God. Now we have the we have the sacrifice that we have. Now this is all symbolic. Remember that. So in the midst of this, we see number one, uh, Isaac carrying the wood on his back as he as he is walking up to with his father to the sacrifice. Okay, to the altar, I should say. And we see how Jesus did the same thing. Then look at this. We also see how Abraham, he sacrificed his only begotten son. Who did that in the New Testament? Well, we see that God did that with his only son, Jesus Christ. And so we we see such parallel with this. And we understand that this was a prophetic, almost like a prophetic uh, um, uh story in a way that would later on show <clears throat> that <clears throat> Jesus would be the sacrifice. Jesus would be the human sacrifice. He would sacrifice his own life for all of us. Remember, love, love had, you know, other words, God, God said that Abraham loved him so much that he didn't withhold his only son. He was willing to die for, for he was willing to kill his son or allow his son to be killed. 
But now we also understand in the New Testament how God also, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he what he gave his only begotten son. He actually went through with the sacrifice. Abraham, he didn't go, he didn't go through the sacrifice of the son because God, what did he do? He provided for him. And this is why they said that in the midst of this, after he was going to sacrifice his son, then he provided a ram in the bush. He provided an, a sacrifice for him. So God understood that. God understands too that Abraham, you know, is going to be the the, the a nation. And he, how is he going to be a nation if he only he takes out his only son? That's not going to happen. There's a lot of things that we can look at and take this take this scripture apart and really dissect it. But at the end. We see this story as being a story of a man's faith, a man's um, um, love for God. No matter what he's going to, what is he going to do? He's going to give his only begotten son. Okay, he's only give, he's going to give his only begotten son for the sacrifice and love for God. Again, let me ask you, how many of you out there have been tested? How many of you, maybe God has tested you. Maybe God has tested your faith. Maybe God has asked you to sacrifice something in order to get closer to him. This is this is a question or a thought that I would say that we need to all think to ourselves. Like, what is God asking you to give up? What is he asking you to give up something in order to get closer to him? I'm going to let that sink in for a minute because this is all depends on our all our, our closeness and our devotion to the Lord. Understand that as we walk with the Lord, as you are either a new Christian or, or been a Christian for a while, it's not about how, how often you do things, the do's and don'ts of life. It's not how, how many good things you do, but it's also in a way it is because sometimes the things you do is also replacing the Lord. And I guess I say that with, with my own self-conviction because I know for myself, there have been idols or things that have been taking more importance than the things of God. Okay. And this here scripture really shows how, how Abraham's dedication to the Lord was. He was going to withhold nothing back, even if it meant his only son. So that's just something that I kind of picked up on uh, out of all this in the story. Yes, Abraham had faith. <clears throat> Abraham was obedient, was obedient to the Lord. But it also shows that Abraham was willing. He 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 would have done whatever it was in order to love the Lord and to be obedient <clears throat> to be obedient to the Lord. OK, so. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you all. Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful day. I want you guys to continue to to keep our nation in prayer, keep our world in prayer. We're going through, you know, an epidemic, a pandemic, I should say, a massive proportions. People are losing their jobs and losing their lives. If you know somebody that has either uh, lost a loved one, a family member, please, please do all you can to pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for their family. Also, if you don't know of anybody, pray for 
um, pray for the people that are out there working, out there working in the in the in the in the hospitals right now. Those those um, what's going on is 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 very it's 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 a hard deal to have to be in the midst of a situation where you have to um, see people sick all the time and people dying. But let's also pray that a lot of us obey the stay at home orders and the social distancing It's very important. OK, um, kind of a little PR message or or a little my own PR message. But please do it. Do what you know, do what the authorities are asking us to do. Don't just throw caution to the wind and figure, you know, well, I don't know anybody that that, that has it. Um, this is a real situation. I mean, I've seen we've had some of our leaders, um, even spiritual leaders <clears throat> at this point, they are they're actually um, um, involved um, in the communities and trying to um, trying to just give people more knowledge and more access to benefits and things that the government has also given us the stimulus packages and and and, and uh, financial help in the midst of a crisis that's going on and um, you know, a good reference I, I usually I like to watch um, TD Jakes uh, not only has he been preaching online quite a bit on YouTube but also he's also um, doing slight little tidbits of information uh, talking with other uh, people that are in our community um, in our are like on our people that are in our government councilmen and and uh, people that are directly involved with with the um, with um, like our surgeon general. He he had a great interview with him. Just a lot of good information. You want to make sure that um, tune in to some of that stuff. I'm not saying that you get caught up in the news. Sometimes if you have to, you know, get the news for the day kind of get an understanding as to what's going on because remember knowledge is, is key you know the more you understand about something then you understand you know from a source a reliable source a lot of things that we get on the internet is not reliable i i will admit that there's a lot of times that I, even i myself have to have to double check and double check where the source come from maybe you might hear somebody come to you and say oh you know uh, uh they said to do this and 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 you know this here home remedy or whatever but you got to be careful because not all home remedies will do this we we all are, are still trying to understand this this virus this is a different type of virus this is not the same as a regular flu virus but yet it has symptoms symptoms that you can get as a flu but from what I understand, this is attacking the respiratory, um, the respiratory area, which is very, very um, can be very damaging. And not only if you do survive it, um, this is very damaging. But a lot of times for people that are either asthmatic or uh, have diabetes and and have other health issues as well. Sometimes this is a, a harder, harder deal um, as far as with your life. And then also on top of that, you know try to build up your immune system so i will leave you with this <clears throat> one you know um yeah it's important to build your immune system eat healthy you know do the things that's necessary eat some fruits and vegetables also you know uh, take vitamins you know take vitamins that will help uh, build your immune system you know i don't know i'm not a health expert but 
but this is simple things that we have around our house to help to build the immune system to prepare ourselves just in case we encounter someone or or someone that has a virus. We don't want to make we want to make sure that our bodies are able to fight off um, these these things that are going on in our that are going on in our world today. Remember. The these type of things are always coming and going in our in our world and and understand this, too. And I'm not trying to belittle the coronavirus, but, you know, people have also died because of the flu. There's also died because of diabetes. There's also died because of cancer. You know, there's there's a lot of ways in which people are dying in numbers, you know, um, um, there's, there's a lot of things, you know, uh, prostate cancer for, for men, you know, we, we have to, we have to, I'm at, I'm at a place now where I have to start really taking more caution about my health, you know, because of, of not only what runs in your family, sometimes you may have cancer that runs in your family, or you may have diabetes that runs in your family too. So just because, you know, you either, maybe you might be wanting to have diabetes or pre-diabetes or what have you, or, you know, they may have some other kind of symptoms that run in your family, you know, just that just causes you to have to take more precautions of what you need to do. You know, you need to take, take the necessary steps. Now, I say that even though we, like I said, we talk about the Lord. Now, a lot of times, you know, we need to pray. We need to pray and we need to ask God for healing and, and ask God for help and things like that. So understand that even though that, yeah, the coronavirus is, is, is happening here, we also pray, but we also take our medications. We also take the stuff that we need. We also um, have to also protect ourselves with, with, with gear and things like that. Does that mean that you don't have faith? No, it just simply means that you're taking the, the, the steps that you need to take just because faith doesn't mean that, oh, because I have faith in God, I'm invincible. Or that means that you just going to go walk out there without any kind of thing. You know, um, that's like walking into a fire, right? You know, yeah, we've, we've, you know, we, you have to really get, uh, um, a really, um, you have to really, now you have to really get an answer from God or, or God give you instruction to tell you going out there, don't wear a mask. Remember, we just got through reading about Abraham and Isaac, you know, God told Abraham to go and make a sacrifice. God told Abraham to do this and sacrifice his own son. Remember that was walking in faith. Now, God, the difference is, is that God doesn't tell you to go out there without a mask, without, without protection, right? Or not take any vitamins because I'm going to, I'm going to protect you. Now, if God told you that, then obviously God's going to protect you. But if he hasn't told you that, don't just walk blindly out there and not do what you're supposed to do. All right. So that's just my own take on it. You know, take for it or take the little two cents that I say and see what and, and and do what you will. But, hey, you guys have a wonderful day today. I hope to talk to you soon. OK, stay tuned. We're going to go back into continuing our journey through the Bible. Um, again, we kind of took a detour off and talked a little bit about Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made for us. So I praise God that that those of us that um, have been following along just continue to follow along with me again. I appreciate you stopping by. I really love the fact that, you know, you guys are subscribing and sharing. And I've even met people that have listened to the to the Bible cast 
and and has been blessed by it. So that's my whole goal. And that's how that's been my whole motivation is just to share the word of God and to talk about the word of God. Eventually, you know, hopefully I'll probably have a a co-host or something. But for now, it's just me. You just hear my voice. (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, keep praying for me. Keep praying for the podcast. And and, uh, I'll see you next time. You have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.